Welcome back to the KPL Podcast. I'm your host, Chagisha. I am so excited about this week's guest. It's Alexa Martin, who is back with us to talk about her latest novel, Next Door Nemesis. It is a novel set in Ohio with two people competing for a position on the HOA board. Lots of shenanigans and lots of laugh-out-loud moments in this book. So let's talk to Alexa. Welcome to the podcast, Alexa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yay. So tell us about this book. What is this book about? So Next Door Nemesis is basically what I wanted to do was like write a sitcom with kissing. I wanted it to be like a rom-com equally heavy on like the romance and the comedy. So it is about Collins who is caught in like a viral moment that kind of ruins her career and she moves back to her small suburban Ohio town Mm -hmm. with her parents and she is not happy to be back (laughs) and she runs into her high school nemesis who she has discovered is now the vice president of the HOA and they're in the same neighborhood and he ends up issuing her a fine in kind of an ultimatum, like, you know, deal with this or move. And so she goes to the HOA meeting to embarrass him. And then she finds out he's going to be running for president and just at a moment out of spite decides to run against him for the HOA board. And there's lots of shenanigans and things that ensue until they're kind of forced to be like, maybe this hates is actually something else and they kind of work Mm -hmm. through their problems and you know fireworks (laughs) yeah yeah there was a lot uh so actually collins uh, in the beginning is is quite vicious i gotta say Uh she is mean (laughs) (laughs) so um how did you come up with with the two characters, your two main characters? And I always love all of your sort of side characters, the best friend, like Ruby and so and all and the parents and, and everybody else. Um, I well, so I knew who I wanted Collins to be like right away, just like very sarcastic, very um like fully like aware of herself while also having no awareness whatsoever, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yes. And then I knew I wanted Nate to be this kind of like upstanding straight laced guy who also kind of when other people weren't looking was not, he was willing to sink as low as Collins. Um, and just really just like, but just those two needling at one another. Um you know, I wanted her parents to be like very wholesome. Mm-hmm. And then for Ruby, I wanted a pageant girl who hated men. <laughs> so like two things that just like, she's just very like, she is tall, blonde, pageant girl, but is the most vicious, I would say, on like the cast. Like she has her like trauma that she hasn't worked through. And then a character that kind of came up as I was writing is the next door neighbor, Um whose name I should have looked up because now of course I can't remember but I really loved writing her and Mm -hmm. Ashley I think her name is Ashley yeah Yeah. um I really loved writing her uh throughout the book I think she joins like four MLMs and that was just so fun to write in like the story just kind of the ridiculousness and all of these huge personalities 
playing off of one another the entire time. It was a really fun book to write. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I had so much fun reading it. So uh, definitely uh, just so much fun. So I got to ask, um, so you sat it in Ohio this time. So Better Than Fiction was a love letter to Colorado. So why Ohio? I mean, I don't fully know. I think there was like the whole only in Ohio thing. Ohio, I know a lot of people from Ohio and there's just so many like suburban cities I did meet somebody in a mom group who lived in Columbus and called it Seabus, which I thought was the most like unintentionally funny thing ever. And I was like, mm -hmm. I need to write a book where they go to Seabus. Um, so it just kind of worked out. And obviously like the subdivision they live in is made up, but I feel like in most like suburban towns, like you can find a place like this with the HOA. Um, yeah, I think and then it worked out well because the whole only in Ohio hashtag popped up and it was just kind of like, oh, more stuff to play off of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the HOA idea was just inspired. I don't think I've ever like seen a romance set in sort of the the, the concept of an of an HOA. <laughs> Not the most romantic setting, but it works. <laughs> it does. It somehow works. And um to some of the and there's so many funny scenes, like just, and, and the things that Colin says, things like the essential oils are a cult, <laughs> which <laughs> I was like, huh, I never thought about it that way. But you know, as a person who has sold essential oil, well sold, has bought the essential oils and been in the group, I can say it is um, overwhelming. <laughs> so. Yes, I think I've done makeup. So I mean, you can totally I'm sure I'm sure we've all done something where we're, you know, in that in that realm. And then I love the flamingos and the that was one of my favorite, the red, white and the Ben Franklin. Yes, that was my that scene actually wasn't there at first. I did that scene in edits because we needed like one more big kind of like scene between the two of them. And I think that's my favorite scene in the book. It makes me laugh so hard every time I read it <laughs> that was really funny Alexa <laughs> it's nice when you can laugh at your own jokes but um I really love that scene well you know you're very funny like humor is like you're really good at humor and have you thought about becoming a stand-up comic because I think you would kill it <laughs> <laughs> um the thought of standing up in front of people anywhere makes me want to hide under my bed <laughs> yeah understandable <laughs> So, okay. So how do you go about incorporating the humor into your writing? Like, how does that just come up? Like, like the flamingos, like, how did you just come up with that? Well, so, I mean, some of them just come like, do you know when you like tell a joke in your head and you're like, maybe this will work. And so mm -hmm. as I'm writing, sometimes they just come out and sometimes they work for that scene. I will say I did tap into Suzanne Park, who is another author and she used to be a stand-up comedian. So I was like, how do I make this like funnier? And she was like, do something like really big. And so I was like thinking of inflatable. She's like, okay, but like make it like as big as you can imagine the inflatable being. So she really helped me with that one. And she's one of the funniest people I know. So I was like very grateful mm -hmm. I had her, but I don't know. I want, when I started writing, I mean, I've had a few books that have like some like heavier topics, but my main goal was for readers to be able to start my book and kind of escape whatever was happening and finish the book with like a smile on their face. Like I want them to laugh. So it's important to me that I have levity in all of my books. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm reading this book and I'm, I'm trying to read it for, for the podcast. So I'm uh, sitting at my desk and I'm just giggling and my coworkers keep looking yeah. over at me. And going, what are you reading? What's so funny? Oh, that makes me so happy. That was my goal for this book. I really wanted people to laugh and blush. Those were, that's what I wanted. I remember reading Mindy Kaling's first book on an airplane and laughing so hard and just having the best time. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's obviously no Mindy Kaling, but just, I want people to like, remember the book. It's like, oh, I had fun reading that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm going to go ahead and start recommending it to my colleagues. I I know I have some colleagues who will love this book. So So what type of, did you have to do any research for this book? You know, kind of looking into HOAs and sort of policies and things. Yeah, I did have to look up a lot because they don't, so many HOAs are so different. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what could work and what wouldn't and how do these elections work um, to make sure they were accurate. I did love going on Reddit. Truly, besides people laughing, I'm really just hoping people send me their HOA nightmare stories. Like, if that is what comes from this book is an inbox full of HOA stories, I will be a very happy woman. Like, it will make me so happy. Um, I did like reading, I think uh, Reddit has the, like HOA nightmares board. Mm-hmm. So I would look at some of those. But I really did have to like get into the policy of it all, which wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to do mm-hmm. also like, what the HOA can actually do because it was like can the a- HOA actually like do damage and they can like seeing some real horror stories where people have, like lost their houses and all of these things I was like I didn't realize that could happen so looking up all of that as well it was <laughs> yeah wild research <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think when I saw that I was like they could put a lien on your house uh- yeah. I was I was blown away. I'm like, how do they have that much power? <laughs> I know. That's I was like, and then it's like, why would you buy me a house in these neighborhoods? But like, we have all of our houses pretty much have been in HOA neighborhoods because that's really all you can find. And I understand that sometimes they make things better. We were in our first neighborhood where we had our first house. We were in the middle, and so we were, we just did stuff in the backyard without asking. And our neighbors would be like, did you run that by the HOA? Because they just yelled at us for planting a bush in our backyard. And I was like, oh, no, you guys have blocked us. They don't see what we are doing. So we were safe from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I know making any kind of changes. I heard even things like parking is, it, mm-hmm. you know, where you park your car and just if you just- wash your car in the driveway, there are some have a lot of rules, like what kind of flags you can hang, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. So would you run for office for something like that, like HOA or even like a school board or PTA also looks like some, some something that would cause a lot of problems? I mean, in high school, I was senior class president, <laughs> but I think that was the last thing. Um, I did join the PTA this year. I feel like I got bamboozled into it um, really because they're just like a contest between schools. And I was like, we can't lose. So I joined because that's the person I am. I can't imagine myself running for anything, mainly because I don't want to commit to anything else. I have four kids and that's always like, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have four kids. <laughs> I can't do anything else. Um, I could see myself like for the HOA thing, I could see myself going a little Collins out for like the spite of it, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would get as into it. No, actually that's wrong. I would get as into it as Collins was. Like I did have those ideas for a reason because I get very competitive. So even if I didn't want it, I would want to win. So, which is probably why I won't do it. My kids will be embarrassed. 
interested in, would you consider writing in any other genre? Because I feel like you found your like your niche in, in this and, you know, these sort of rom-com type style, but would you consider writing like maybe a cozy? Because I think cozies also have quite a bit of humor in it. Um, well, I did uh, women's fiction, mm-hmm. um, mom jeans and other mistakes. And the book that I'm working on in between some other books that I'm working on, I don't necessarily know the genre. I It's not sold yet or anything, but right now I'm pitching it as um, Seven Days in G- June meets Daisy Jones. So it's kind of like a women's fiction dual timeline thing with romance in it, of course. I when I wrote mom jeans, I was like, there will be no kissing. But like, as soon as I start writing, I'm like, when can somebody kiss? Um, So I think I'll always, whatever I do, will have a romantic thread. But I really do love writing women's fiction as well. And Mm -hmm. just those stories. Um, But romance is kind of where I fell into writing and reading. And it will always, I think, have my heart. Mm -hmm. And will you go back to writing any uh, sports? So go back to the football I have been really dying. So we just moved to Texas mm-hmm. and I really, really want to write like a Friday night lights, oh, yeah. like high school coach romance. So we'll see if I can convince my editor that it's a good idea, but I really think that would be so fun. Oh yeah. I could see the coach and like a mom who's like a little too involved. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be so, I just think it would be really fun. I want to do like the small made up town and, you know, the whole cast of characters that you can find there. But the book that I'm actually working on kind of came from this one and finding like another quirky setting and it is like an MLM romance. <laughs> so we'll Ooh. see how that works. Yeah, she has joined an MLM and he is trying to like expose them in there. So enemies to lovers in like a MLM setting, like they meet at like the big convention. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that will be really fun I like doing the HOA thing I liked doing a setting I haven't really seen yeah yeah that's another good setting so because yeah I I think Ashley's selling the leggings with the the funky print I'm like you know I would probably buy those leggings <laughs> have you seen the LuLaRoe documentary yes, yes. yeah <laughs> probably I think I own a pair <laughs> I definitely do I mean I have joined so many mom groups in my life and there was the time where everybody in the mom groups, that's all they were selling. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, okay, I'll buy them. I remember when they came out, we had just moved to Wyoming and I was going to my kids' soccer games and I went home to my husband. I was just like, where are these people getting these leggings from? (laughs) I don't, there are so many patterns and Mm -hmm. then kind of discovering them on Facebook, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yep, I saw those. I had a lot of, uh, friends doing the same thing they were selling mm-hmm. them and so yep cleaning supplies was another one some kind yes of- <laughs> mm-hmm. all the safe ones yes yes yeah. <laughs> so okay so in better than fiction one of the things that I loved was the dirty birds and so I'm kind of feel like you should bring the dirty birds back in some context <laughs> oh yeah maybe they could be good the MLM book does take place in Colorado so maybe her aunt could be maybe she goes to the bookshop okay I'm gonna think of how I can work those in okay yeah do some easter eggs there that could be fun (laughs) yeah that would be awesome they were they were one of the the funniest parts of that book so (laughs) yes (laughs) 
Would you, or let's talk about tropes. I mean, I love, my favorite trope is enemies to lovers and that's, I, or even, even friends to lovers, but enemies to lovers is the best because of that constant back and forth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So do you have a, I mean, I I assume enemies to lovers is one of your favorites. Do you have any other tropes that you love to write in? I really love a second chance romance. I Mm -hmm. think um, because there's so much history already built in, it makes it so much easier to get the romance started early. I love enemies to lovers, but it is a little hard for me to write like pacing wise. Cause I'm like, when do they go stop going from like hating each other mm-hmm. to loving each other? And how does that like blend? And you want to make sure you kind of have enough of both. So that one's a harder one for me to write. I do love um, writing second chance the most. And I really, I don't know if it's like a trope, like I like the whole sun grumpy sunshine, but I usually like, I think most of the times when people think of that, like female main character is the sunshine one and the male is the grumpy and so I kind of like to swap that mm-hmm. <laughs> I like writing um quote unlikable heroines I like just women that have really like strong opinions and aren't afraid to voice them and apparently that makes them unlikable to people <laughs> yeah no I think with Collins I mean I, I like her bluntness and and mm-hmm. the things that she says and but at times like she's just I mean, I really just feel bad for Nate. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody said that to me too, but I think that Nate gives it back to her just as much, just in like a, she's like always at a 10. Mm -hmm. And so I think he is just as cutting, but like he says it with like a flat voice. And so it just doesn't seem like you're just like, it doesn't seem as bad. Um, But I think they, they give it to each other in equal measures, but since you're in her head more, it might seem a little stronger on her side. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, she is a 10 for sure. And in terms of like how she does things and Mm -hmm. and everything. So Nate's probably more closer to a six, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He is. There's this one meme that I, that makes me laugh every time. And it's a picture. It's like, you know, like one of like the 50s style drawings and kids at like a lunchroom and there's a little girl eating her lunch. And it's just like, when you hate something, everything that person does gets on your nerves like look at that bitch over there eating crackers and I'm like he is her person eating crackers where like everything he does makes her so angry like look at him going on walks with these elderly women and you know helping people garden like everything he does makes her so mad and it doesn't matter (laughs) so that was kind of in my head as I was watching it like what nice things that other people think are nice will make her lose her mind Yes, that was one of the, that was definitely one of the funnier scenes, especially the one where like, he's talking to those ladies. What's he doing? What's he up to? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. She's like really convinced he might be a serial killer because he's so nice to everybody else. She's like, this isn't okay. (laughs) Nobody acts like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She tells her mom and then he, and he tells, she tells him and he's like, what? You're telling people? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, please don't tell people that I kill people. She's like, there's a freezer in your basement. He's like, what is wrong with you? Um, They're really fun. Like their banter was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun to read. Okay. So um, you talked a little bit more about what's next. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad it's set in Colorado because I really enjoyed uh, the Colorado setting in the last book. Yeah. I love Colorado. I miss it. I miss the weather moving to Texas. I've never been so aware of weather in my life. (laughs) It is so hot here. So I really am missing the like Colorado coolness Mm -hmm. (laughs) that comes in September because woof. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. our temperature has just dropped here in St. Louis. St. Louis tends to stay a little bit warmer. Um, mm -hmm. it, so it doesn't really start to, to cool off until like mid-October. So it's just starting. And I know I, bet I was in Texas like or in Houston, like in November or December, okay. and I couldn't believe the humidity. <laughs> even yeah, at least thank goodness it's not as humid here. Um, that's the one thing that like, I mean, it, I mean, when it's like 110 degrees, I guess it doesn't matter if it's humid or not. It's just miserable. But like now that's finally starting to drop a little bit, like it's in the 80s this week. And I'm like, oh, it's so cold. Um, it's there's no humidity, which makes it, you know. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Nicer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question is, what are you reading or what do you recommend we read? Um, I'm listening on audiobook to Nora Roberts identity. I love romantic suspense. Mm -hmm. And I mean, she's just like kind of the queen, like mm -hmm. the pacing of this book is wild um, for like a romance. Like there's like, you don't really meet the love interest until like the second, like third of the book, Ooh. which only she can pull off like mm -hmm. the way she does. So I'm really liking that book. Um, I'm reading Lucy Scores, the last book in the Knockemout series. Mm -hmm. I started that. The problem that I'm having is that I really start reading at nighttime and uh -oh. <laughs> I make it like two pages before I am the Kindle has fallen on my face and I'm asleep. And that book is so long. It's like, it's going to take me a year and a half to read. Um, so I think I'm going to have to ignore my kids over the weekend and really just like binge through it. Um, let me see. I was, there's, I've been starting, I don't usually read a lot of books at once, but like, I just have been recently. Um, let me see, what are my other ones? There's, sorry, I was looking through Intercepted to find quotes, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, but I'm not reading my own book. Um, oh, Andy De Christopher's book that just came out, mm -hmm. um, Unrealistic Expectations. I love Andy and she is so funny and she writes great, great characters. Okay. So yeah, those three books, I think. Yeah, I'm on the list for identity. Um, the, the wait list for it here at the library is so long because she's so, so popular. <laughs> and then Lucy Score, you know, the thing I always wonder about her, and I'd love to get her on the podcast one day, is like, how do you write 500 pages of a story? I know. And, and also that like, she doesn't, I think the pacing in her books, it's like such like a writer thing to pay attention to, mm -hmm. but how she like, Ma manages and layers the suspense and the romance and just all of the other things um and at 500 pages because I'm really really I'm really pushing it with mine when I get to like 95,000 words I'm like woof <laughs> I want this sweat that she just goes for a whole series it's so impressive yeah 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 I think yeah pretty much I've read quite a few of her books and they're pretty much almost always that long and so yeah I'm always like how do you yeah, mm -hmm. I know. So impressive. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this again. I, like I said, I love this book and just had so much fun reading it. So thank, thank you, so, you much. so much. Thanks for having me again. This is so fun. Maybe, maybe this time next year. <laughs> oh, I, count me in. I can't wait to talk. Okay. I mean, dirt, you have me a dirty bird. So if you bring the dirty okay, bird, back, I will be there. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll make sure I work them in there. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And thank you so much. That's our show this week. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I know you're going to enjoy the book. A special thank you to Alexa for taking the time for this interview. Stay tuned next week when we speak with Nalini Singh about her new novel, 
there should have been eight.